Hello, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously have never seen The Others, or... Come on, come on, you've never watched Before Sunrise, or... How have you not seen A Nightmare on Elm Street? Hello again, and thank you for joining us. I am your co-host, Caroline Thompson. I'm the dark, evil Carson Betts. <laughs> and this is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite spooky movies that the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. <laughs> then we go and watch the movie. And we talk about it some more, but this time we're just two skeletons <laughs> and we're chattering, our, <laughs> we're chattering our teeth. And no sound comes out. It's going to be a spooky <gasps> time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> let's All go. right. So, um, thank you guys again for joining <laughs> us. Um, this is the second week of, of a very spooky, spooky October. Yeah. Um, and let's just let's just jump into it because I'm yeah. pretty sure I know this answer before yep. we even begin. Carson, how have you not seen A Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't fuck with dreams. <laughs> I don't fuck with people invading my dreams. <laughs> That's my answer. Ugh. I don't fuck with that. Well, is there is there is there any any larger story, any no. larger narrative at play? No. I know you don't tend to gravitate towards the horror films. No. Um, well then before we hop into the next bit, producer Corey, um, you have not seen this movie, correct? Uh, I have not seen the original. Uh, you and a few of our friends in high school made me watch <laughs> what I thought was the original. But I, I, I don't know. I thought I had seen this movie, but you informed me that I had not. Uh, but all I know is I fucking hate Freddy yes. Krueger, and I'm so scared. I'm already so yes. scared. Um, uh, not to not to not to put you on blast here, Corey, but I believe I informed you two days ago that the the movie we watched was not the original. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. I, I don't know. I you know, I, I yes. Yeah. I blast me all you want because that is one hundred percent true. I thought I had seen this movie and I had Great. Not. Um I'm very excited to do this movie because um this was like I I talk about it all the time. I was a weird kid. I was like I was very obsessed with watching like adult ass horror movies when I was yeah. growing up. This is like the earliest memory of like an adult horror movie that I ever watched and it just it scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid I watched this movie when I was seven years old uh oh it was of course on, you did okay. I know I know uh -oh. but in my defense in my defense it was on AMC family during 13 days of Halloween at like two in the afternoon on a Saturday that's fucked AMC family yeah because they did they did 31 days of Halloween or 13 that, days of Halloween. Yeah, 13 that, days of Halloween. 
ABC family, you need to calm down. And I remember I was scrolling through and I was scrolling through like the TV guide and I was like, I was like, mom, mom, what's a night around Elm Street? And she's like, that's a really fucking scary movie. You should not watch that. And I'm like, but it's on TV and it's two o'clock. And she's like, you're right. It's going to be edited for TV. So you do whatever you want, kid. And um, I watched it and it scared the living shit out of me. Um, yeah, so this is this is like this is like my gateway drug into being like this weird like horror classic enthusiast. Oh yeah. Um, so with that said, Carson, um, you you alluded a little bit to it in in the last little bit, but what do you yeah. know about a Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, uh, is it okay? So it's Freddy Krueger. He's a very nasty man. He has very gross uh, holes all over his body. And he has knife hands and he, you know, he kind of, you don't want a man with knife hands unless it's, <laughs> what's his name? Eddie Knife Hands? Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Eddie Knife Hands. If this is your first episode of this podcast, I'm so sorry. Eddie Knife, so Eddie Edward Knife Hands, but, it, you know, Freddy Krueger, he has knife hands. And he was like, either he was a child molester or he was afraid to be a child molester. I don't recall. I'm not sure. And they burn him. And they burn him and he dies. And then he turns into a dream spirit that haunts your dreams. And if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Yeah, yeah. And that's all pretty spot on. Hell that is yeah. pretty much, I don't think... The, the the least correct thing uh, you said in that was when you were trying to name uh, Tim Burton's film. <laughs> you called him Eddie, Eddie Knife Hands. Well, his name is Eddie Knife Hands. That's what's going on in the Criterion Collection. Um, and then he does, he's like a funny one, right? Like he does bits. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. Yes. Um, that's one of the reasons, too, why I think like looking back, it is so funny that this is like the first movie to like have obscenely traumatized me because yeah don't get me wrong it's pretty scary um especially if you are a kid and like especially the premise too of like if you dream about this guy if you have a nightmare about this guy he will kill you in real life that is something that like when you are a child because obviously you then go to bed that night and you have a nightmare about this movie and then Mm -hmm. you lose your mind because you're like oh my god the movie is real it's a really great concept honestly it is a really great concept of the serial killer invading your dreams because it because there's no way for you to prove it, it wrong. Yeah, yep. Because he will. And especially too, especially too, and we can get more into this later, but like the whole conceit of like most dreams is like right before you die in a dream, yeah. you wake up. So you can like really never prove that Freddy Krueger doesn't exist. Exactly. It's like it's like there will always be that thing in the back of your brain of just like, oh shit, like what? Like was is that actually real? Um so yeah, so especially when you are seven years old, um, sometimes you wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and you go sobbing and run into your mom's room and have to stay in uh, your mom's bed when you're seven years old and you're watching yeah, this. And you're um, I think, is it a played out joke to say that I think that they should do Inception 2 and Freddy Krueger should be in it? <laughs> um, you can say that. You can say that. Okay. I, well, I, I, I don't know that the it. joke's been done to death, but I've definitely seen it. I just said it. Okay, let's Great. go. Well, um, so if that is the case, do you know anything else about this movie? No. <laughs> no. Awesome. no. Awesome. Well, then in that case, we are going to jump into our little game. This week, we are going to be doing uh, one of the most classic ones on this show, which is going to be Rotten Tomatoes, The Price is Right. Classic and- game. 
if you're not if you're unfamiliar with the game, uh, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Um, I have selected three movies. Uh, Carson and I are going to try and guess the tomato meter score. The closest without going over uh, wins the game. So Carson, are you ready? Oh yeah. As always, the film that we are discussing uh, first is going to be the film we're discussing this week for the episode. So A Nightmare on Elm Street. What do you think? I mean, most of these old horror movies are like, they're classics now, but, and and it's also the thing we talk about all the time of old movies kind of fucking with tomato media scores, but they're not, you know, they were not critically acclaimed. Uh, 80? 80? I think that's safe. I think, I think 80 is pretty safe. No, I mean, you're yeah. right. It's like, especially with a lot of these, like a lot of these horror franchises, um, they start out and they, they're like, okay, movies. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, they, they will grow to become classics because of the way they then redefine the genre. And like, you know, people who are teenagers watch Nightmare on Elm Street and then they grow up and make their own horror movies, which like further help canonize these movies. And also they make a fuck ton of money. So they get like they get like twenty sequels in. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street is certainly one of the uh, horror franchises that gets just a, a gajillion sequels and remakes and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. So, I think eighty is really good. I think you're very close. Um, and so I'm trying to, I'm trying to guess whether I should go up or down from eighty because I think you're very close. I'm gonna go down a little bit. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say seventy percent because while this movie is very fun and it's very imaginative um and it's just like i mean i think it's a great time it's been one of my favorite movies uh since i was a kid um it's kind of trashy yeah yeah <laughs> like it's yeah it's very fun um it's definitely Wes craven um you know doing the last house on the left and you know a couple of those early movies and like getting maybe like 15 million dollars and being like that's a fucking budget like and stretching yeah. that like to him yeah. this is a huge budget um actually let me see here hold please oh, uh, what are you doing cat cam's cats are weird yeah yeah they're just, they're very Heidi. They're very like timid. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hilarious next to Jax who does not give a shit yeah. what is going on around him. And actually a very quick retraction. Um, I, I lowballed this movie at 15 million because I don't know. Cause especially cause it's an older movie. And seventies. This movie was made for $1.1 million. So it is really Wes Craven being like, I have the biggest budget in the world of a million dollars and it is like <laughs> in 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 every way you could think it every dollar of that is on screen so love that cool well okay so that is the first movie the second movie is going to be uh, in a similar vein um friday the 13th that one's got to be low as fuck because that's not even the one that the horror movie like the you know the horror fans like that's the one where it's his mom. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 70? 70? Nice. Maybe. Nice. I think that even might be a little high. I think even that might be a little high. Yeah, yeah 70. Um, 
And it's one of those things, you know, it's one of those things with like, with all of these horror franchises, it's like the, the general consensus is, you know, um, the general consensus is like, oh yeah, like one, two, and three are good movies. And then all of them mm-hmm. from there on out is bad. But then yeah. you get in with like the horror enthusiasts and they're like, they're like, well, two is really the best one, but also seven is really cool. And like the way Jason X it, actually, yeah. there's a good kill in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's. It is always hard with some of these, but yes, you are right. Um, Friday the 13th, the original is not really the one that everybody thinks of when they think of Friday the 13th. They're really thinking of two. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right with 70. I think you even, ah, that's another really good one. He doesn't even have the hockey mask in two though, right? I think he does in two. It's been a long time since I've seen Friday the 13th. I need to do a rewatch because now that I am like an adult and kind of have mm-hmm. like more context, I think I would really like the, the Friday the 13th movies more than I did as a teenager. But like when I was a teenager, this was like the franchise I didn't like as much because it was, you know, it was the shaggiest. It was the, the roughest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it kind of like just uh, teenager murder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're right. Like right with 70. I am going to go a little bit lower too. And I'm going to say 64. All right. Classic. And then, and then the final one is um, also in this vein, but swinging the other way, is uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. And I'm pretty sure we oh. did this movie like four years ago on this we podcast, did. but I have forgotten the tomato meter score of it, and I'm assuming you have to. I mean, that one's that one's an outright fucking classic. Yes, yes. That one rules. I don't know what... But also, I'm assuming, ah, this is the balance, because I'm like, I'm assuming people didn't give a shit about it at the time, other than at the box office. But that one is the most outright, like, none of the other Halloweens have touched it. <clears throat> Fuck it. Uh, 89? 89. 89. Yeah, 89. I think that's good. Honestly, I think you're, I think you're lowballing it. I'm going to go up, I'm going to go up to a 95 because I really think this movie, um, unlike the other two, I mean, Wes Craven gets a lot of, Wes Craven gets a lot of, um, like leeway after Nightmare on Elm Street, but like, it is like, okay, now we'll give you $20 million to make Mm -hmm. like more of these kind of movies where this movie, I mean, Halloween, Halloween gives John Carpenter money for life. I mean, he like it, it is one of the movies that it's like, not only does Halloween become a giant, like a giant franchise and all that stuff, but like John Carpenter then becomes like a canonized director off of the back of this movie. Yeah. Way that like Wes Craven really has it. Wes Craven, yeah. really, in my opinion, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong audience, but he kind of has the reputation of being like a, like a like a consistent like staple throughout like the decades or like john carpenter is like a film like a capital f and he's pro he's more prolific than craven in terms of his like mainstream output not recently but yeah i don't i feel like my mom might know who john carpenter is i don't think that she'd know who Wes craven is really I think I think I don't think that she'd be like, oh, think, John but. Carpenter, he fucking directed Assault on Precinct 13. He was a, like, I don't, you know, but I think she'd know the name. 
Yeah, no, I mean, you're probably right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, my my thing, I mean, I'm such a fucking nerd about this shit. So like my mm-hmm. my my perspective of what the uh, of what the the life. The, <laughs> yeah, about like, if you went to a normal human being with a functioning yeah. brain, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm always a little like, what, like, what do they know? Like, what, what of this stuff is common knowledge? And what of this stuff is just like yeah. me being an insane person? Yep. Anyway. I think that's uh, pretty much all we've got on this. So, Carson, are you ready to go watch A Nightmare on Elm Street? Let's do it! Let's do it. All right, we're going to go watch the movie, and we will see all of you folks after the break. And we are back. We're back. Carson. Yeah. You just watched A Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. Give me, give me your thoughts. What are your, what are your, uh, your initial reactions to the movie? I have two big initial reactions, which is one, who boy, them teens, they're horny. And uh, number <laughs> two, parents just don't understand. Parents just <laughs> don't understand. No, I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, a, probably rather obvious uh takeaway but i think that is uh one of the 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 main takeaways that um you know we probably should be uh that i think craven kind of wanted to impart on his audience so i think i think you know those are probably some good takeaways to have um but before we get too far into it let's get back to our little game Mm -hmm. um so for those of you uh listening at home i'm sure you remember because it's happened about two minutes ago your time we played rotten tomatoes price is right oh yeah and so carson let's just go ahead and jump on into this for the first film uh as always was this week's film a nightmare on elm street carson you guessed 80 i guessed 74 and a nightmare on elm street is Oh, wow. It is a 94%. Yeah, I accidentally saw this when I was like Googling the film last night. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, I don't think I guessed. (laughs) I mean, that's great. Honestly, like, obviously, I'm the one who brought the movie this week. So like, I'm glad to see that a movie I like so much is that high. I just kind of didn't think it would be. So uh, the critics consensus is Wes Craven's intelligent premise combined with the horrifying visual appearance of Freddy Krueger still causes nightmares to this day. Yeah. 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 And uh, so the second, so Carson, you won that first one. The, oh, yeah. uh, the second film um, is the original Friday the 13th. And it looks like you and I had uh, pretty similar strategies as what we just did. Uh, Carson, you said 70. I said, um, I said it was a 64. And the Rotten Tomato score for the original Friday the 13th is... 63%. Oh, so you shit. both busted. Oh, oh I God. busted by 1%. Oh my Double God. Double bust. Damn. Okay. Well, that is, that is very unfortunate um, because I was very close, but obviously went 1% over. So egg on my face. Um, the critics consensus is rather quaint by today's standards. Friday the 13th still has its share of bloody surprises and a 70s holdover aesthetic to slightly compel. Okay. Everyone had cool bell bottoms on. Everyone sure <laughs> did. Um, 
And then so the the final film we did this week um, is the original Halloween uh, directed by John Carpenter. So for Halloween, Carson, you said 89. I said 95. Actually, Corey, go ahead and give us that answer because it keeps bringing up the fucking new one. Absolutely. So the 1978 uh, Halloween tomato meter score is 96%. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So honestly, so currently we're tied, but I would just like to point out that I got within 1% of two of them. That is, that is true. It is that impressive. Is true. If this game but, were fair, you would have won. But it is closest without going over because obviously if you, if you, if you like a movie more than most people do, you're obviously wrong. Yeah. Um, it's Which cool means... to be aloof and shitty and contrarian about movies I hate that people like. all movies. But if people, for... yeah. Yeah, except for A24 movies. Those are the only ones I like. Honestly, <laughs> big A24 vibes from, I mean, um, from Nightmare on Elm Street for me, you know, personally. Big absolutely. A24 vibes. They should um, do one. <laughs> that would be insane. It. it would be weird. Well, so in that case, Corey, I think you need to give us a tiebreaker. I already have the tiebreaker selected and pulled <laughs> up. Yeah. Did you know? Did you? Were you a good producer and you looked into these beforehand and knew we were going to need a tiebreaker? I googled just before. So yes. okay. Well, hey, that counts. That's prep work. That's technically prep work. Um. All right. So the tiebreaker is going to be the 1974 film. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh boy. gosh. Okay. This one's like a like similar to Halloween. This one's like a legit, but it also like freaked people out. Like the whole thing with this movie was they fucking banned it. Like you couldn't see it. Right, right. Um it's got ladies first. You you Oh goodness. You, okay. Give it give um, the guess first. So for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, what year did you say this was again, Corey? 74? Yep, 1974. I'm going to give it a 74. I'm going to say 74%. <laughs> because I do think that's about where it is. Because, um, yeah, I mean, this one, has a, this one has a very complicated legacy in history. But I, I'll say I think people love it, and I... I mean, people should love it. I mean, it rules, I, but... And I underguessed Halloween, so I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to go 90. Let's go big. Oh, in a stunning, stunning oh. turn of events, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an 89%. Oh, yeah. Caroline so... squeaked out just the weirdest oh. little win this week. Hoisted by my own petard. Wait, so so for four of the films, one of us guessed within 1%. Yeah. And still. And still. I'm winning with a, I'm winning with, um, two out of four to Carson's one out of four. Yeah, bizarre. Wow. The worst, the worst, um, I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, the the worst way to win this game, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Some might call that my worst nightmare. No, anyway. (laughs) Sure. Some might say that. Well, Carson, very good game. I am glad to. Oh, yeah. uh, I am glad to be taking home, uh, taking home the prize uh, for classic slashers. Um, even if uh, I probably don't deserve it after that performance. Uh, but it makes anyway, sense win that one. So, Carson, let's let's um, let's hop back into the the talk about the movie, the nightmare, a nightmare on Elm Street. What are what are your initial yes. thoughts? What are your okay. initial reactions? Okay. Well, I'll I'll just start with this thought up top. 
uh, he look, he's bad. He's a bad guy. He's a rude dude with a bad tooth. And I understand that. And I get that he's a literal child murderer. But like, I don't know. I think I got to induct Freddie into my like best friends club. I think <laughs> I think he belongs in there. I think it's it's him and Paddington and John Wick and the Pikachu. <laughs> I think he's got to join because Freddie rules. He's got so, like, I imagine, I don't know how many of the, because I, you know, just doing a little bit of, a little bit of Googling, I couldn't really figure out the timeline, but obviously there's like a billion fucking sequels to this thing. And they're all, right, you know, there's right. remakes and reboots and he fights Jason and whatever. Right. But I, I can only imagine that it, it's, he, he's got to, I, I can only guess he's got to get like more bittier. Like he's got to do more bits in the sequels. I can, like, that's got to be the flanderization of that character. Because in this one, every time Freddie does like a little bit, it's so good. It rules. Like he is so, this whole movie is, is pretty funny. Like it's got, it's very creepy. It's got some scary bits, obviously. It is a horror movie. But the thing I will say, the thing about this movie that I enjoyed the most was that it's got some really fucking, it's got some, it's got some, some laughs. It's, it's really, it made me giggle for most of the movie. Oh, definitely. No, yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, with the dream logic of this movie allows like Wes Craven to go pretty, pretty like, bonkers because i mean before this i mean craven had made a few movies but they had all been very uh, significantly smaller i mean last house on the left um was i think his first movie and that was made for next to nothing and you know the hills have eyes it's like okay let's go out in the desert we've got our we've got our makeup prosthetic effects and let's just go shoot in the desert and this was kind of the first one i think that had like a real budget and that coupled with you know the um the the dream logic of it all uh led him to clearly like obviously freddy krueger is having like quite a bit of fun but um i think i think wes craven is having a good bit of fun too i mean just like you know yeah turning turning the mouthpiece on the phone into oh, a that and having freddy like yeah. <laughs> that it's, ruled it's horrible and i i hate it so much but like i mean i hate it because i love it like i hate it in the way that like yeah know, you're supposed to hate something like that in a in a horror movie yeah the budget on this one was 1.1 million dollars um which like isn't huge but i mean in 19 what is it 84 i think yeah and in, in 1984 that's you know for a slasher movie yeah um yeah uh and so i mean yeah um it's, and the box was 57 so like this shit was popular. oh yes oh yes this was a this was a huge 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 huge, huge movie yeah yeah um yeah i mean i'm looking right now and last house on the left which is i think craven's first film uh had a budget of eighty seven thousand dollars oh well there you go <laughs> yeah so um you know he's 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 making his way up um the hills have eyes uh was a budget an estimated budget of 350 to seven hundred thousand dollars so probably if not double the budget on this one um close to it um if perhaps the hills have eyes was on the upper end of that spectrum but yeah i mean it is a really fun movie and it's i don't know that's kind of that's obviously so much of the fun of it um is is it scary but i mean yeah 
it's it's there are bits where it it is like striking distance of like a Sam Raimi horror comedy aesthetic. Absolutely. Real close. I mean, and it it is. It's all Robert England. I mean, he's having a fucking blast. I just like the bits are. I mean, they're ah, because they're equal parts. So scary, and it makes sense that, like, oh yeah, in a situation, a, a, a literal child would be terrified by this. But yeah. also, it's like, fucking, he's chasing her. I do not know the names of any of the fucking characters in this movie, but he's you chasing don't know around Nancy. Nancy, they say the Nancy, Nancy, plenty of times. They, they do say Nancy. Nancy, yes, Nancy is the final girl. Nancy Thompson. She, I, uh, Nancy Thompson, your long lost sister. Yeah, I have a great aunt named Nancy Thompson. Uh, Wild. I, I. I she she she's no longer with us but when she was i don't i i never asked her if she uh ever had any run-ins with freddie on elm street but wait um, the, the, i keep forgetting do you know that you share a name with um what's his fuck uh oh man uh uh, uh why can i not remember his name back to the future director robert zemeckis yeah zemeckis is like longtime writing partner is named caroline thompson I did know that. I did know that yeah. because I, I I recently um for Christmas I got the um I got the Back of the Future 35 oh, year anniversary Blu-ray box set cool. because of fucking course I did and I I watched them all like you know between Christmas yeah. and New Year's I watched I rewatched the entire trilogy and that's a, uh, that's a good Christmas watch. Hey, uh, not to go off on too long of a tangent, but um, yeah. the Back of the Future trilogy um it good. rules. Yeah, good. It, it fucking rules. So, um, but yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so you don't know the names of anybody in these movies. Well, I know Nancy. I know Nancy. Right. No, and then I do know that Johnny Depp, we got to talk Depp later, but I do know that Johnny Depp is is named, like, Glenn, because that is just such a goofy name. Right. Um, But, like, okay, so, like, <laughs> Freddie's chasing Nancy, and she, at the first time that she's in the dream, and, and she's like, who are you? And his response is just, like... Cut open his like nipple. He's got a bunch of gross worms in there, and he's he's just like, eh. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a funny response to the question, "Who are you?" Earlier, he's like, "Hey, you want to see something?" And he just cuts his own fingers off. <laughs> like what is that like it's so funny i could uh, again i imagine it probably gets i can imagine it getting like to be too much if they do kind of flanderize him and he's just all bits like later like the thing that makes it funny is that it is so on the edge of, you know it is literally the most messed up thing imaginable he's just right, like right right like all the other slash we've talked about these other slashers a lot the first half and then just doing the game but like you know, Jace, Jason, like, doesn't speak. He doesn't have a face. He is unknowable. Fucking Michael Myers is, like, the devil. He's the boogeyman. He's evil incarnate. Like, Hellraiser's, like, a, a demon from another dimension. And, like... Oh, speaking of which, have you ever... I'm sure the answer is no, but have you ever no. seen any of the Hellraisers? Oh, they're so I, fucking good. See, I think that... The, I don't know. I think those ones might be a bit too much for me. But, but like, Freddy, he's... <laughs> He just he like he loves his job so much. Like he just, <laughs> he's just he he has a real passion for murdering children, and I like don't his know, heart's in it. You know, like his like heart he's is still 
His he head's runs, in the game, his heart's in the game. Yeah, like he runs around like he's very consciously like, hey, you want to see my like creepy walk I'm going to do? <laughs> like it always I'm going to stretch like, my arms way far out yeah, of the side. Yeah, he's stretching. I don't even know what the fuck that was about. Like I don't even, he, yeah, makes his arms really long, like just so he can touch his we Like I like how they get, I also, another thing, this is kind of separate, but I like that how they get it out of the way at the beginning where they're just like, yeah, I don't know. His weapon of choice is that he straps knives to his fingers. And like, that's we Like, why would you do that? Like kill someone with an ax or a knife or a, like, why would you put in so much effort to like, and his whole thing is, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. You got to <laughs> It really seems like Freddy's whole ethos there is like, I don't know, you got to put a lot of effort into it if you want to scare these kids. <laughs> right. They're well, not going to be mean, terrified yeah. by a gun or an axe. You got to you got to do something real messed up. Right. And I mean it I mean it is I mean it works. It's very menacing. Yeah. It's very good and it's like, you know, it 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 gives him the sound that he can like scrape along yeah. the walls and all that stuff, but like yes, you are right. The idea that like Okay, like I'm gonna like I'm Wes Craven, I'm in the pitch meeting, just like I've got this my my great idea for the next best slasher, and it's a yeah. guy in a red and a red and green <laughs> pullover sweater, brown corduroys, a fedora, he's got knives on all of his fingers, also yeah. his face is burned up, also he can only kill you in your dreams. It is a hat on a hat on a hat and a fucking hat. And there's a fedora on top of that stack of hats. Yeah, and, oh. it, and and I mean, I mean, it it works. I personally think in spades. And, it's great, and, and I mean, like I don't know, like I I think you're right. A lot of it is like funny and silly and ridiculous. And I mean, I think, I think that really works because personally, I find, I think I find the most disturbing thing in the movie. Um, in like the scene when she's falling asleep in school and there's yeah. like the body bag of her friend that's mm -hmm. like moving itself down the hallway and she's following the trail of blood. Like that's probably the most disturbing yeah. thing in the movie, I personally think. But other than that, and obviously when you get to the end climax, you know, there's always that, there's that little bit of a lizard brain reaction where it's like, uh-oh, like, like young teenage girl uh, running away from person who going to kill her like very scary you know what i mean yes, like, like the, yes. the, the the chase of it all and like the the peril of it all is um you know very is very viscerally like scary but i mean honestly like the parts you find yourself the most scared during is the parts when she's awake and the parts yeah. when she is like trying to tell people like you guys don't understand like yeah these things are happening to me and everybody just being like no like you're just like you're just stupid like go to like why don't you try going to sleep like, <laughs> sleep and it's like you know i mean i think like i mean obviously I, I i now know it's coming but like when i think of this movie one of the moments that sticks out in my head is just like the moment where you get the the biggest sinking feeling in your stomach is when she's doing the sleep study and she wakes up and she pulls the hat out from under the blanket. Yeah. And it's just like, like that is the moment in this movie where like, you know, it goes from, it goes from four to nine, you know, they like, they ratchet it up from, yeah. you know, uh, to until like, and then it's there until you get to the climax and you can take it to 11. But yeah. Yeah. That is very scary. Well, that's the thing. And the, and the comedy bits would not work if the suspense was not 
you know, le legitimate. Like, it, you know, it is a very suspenseful film and all the chases do work on that level. And yeah, I think you're right about the hat thing. The hat thing's pretty creepy, especially because that's right. the one time where she's asleep and you don't see the, you know, you're not, you're from the perspective of the, of the mom and the, and the, the doctors. Yeah. Um, but then again, but then also that leads to one of my other favorite bits of comedy is she, they have the fight about the hat and she's like, Fred Krueger, it's written here. And then she ends the conversation by just kind of throwing the hat at her mom's chest, just like, eh, <laughs> she leaves. And, uh, okay, I, I, got a, I got a question to ask you. Yes. Do, you. do you think, and I have a whole thing about this, but like the acting in this movie is bad, right? On the whole, yeah. Yes. Like, there are bits, I and the woman who plays Nancy, I think, sells it because she is so, she's committed 100%, which is good, and it works. But also, most of the dialogue is so damn wooden in this thing. Oh, 100%. And then, but, but I, I mean, it works. It is not like, I am not complaining about it being bad. I think this, the, the, the acting in this, in this movie is perfectly suited to the, its tone and kind of what it's going for and all the actors are game for everything. So my question is given that, and I, I think that that's, if I had to guess, probably the consensus, like you sort of expect these slasher fix to have a little <laughs> slasher fix. That's a different thing. These slasher movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The, please do not show me the nightmare. Freddy, slash fix. Freddy X, please, Freddy God. X, Jason. Freddy no. <laughs> Freddie would do it. He's a he's a nasty guy. Oh yeah, he'd yeah. Into it. But do you think that like, because because I just and I think we're gonna have to discuss this more at length in a Patreon episode. I won't get into it too much. But I did just watch the Cinderella movie. Oh God. And people have been talking a lot about he's all that with the the TikTok woman. I don't even remember not Charlie D'Amelio, but one of the other ones. And like, do you think that like in 30 years, all the Gen Z kids are going to look back on these or like even their children are going to like look back at like the spate of horrible, like direct to Netflix, like romance comedies. And they're going to be like, oh yeah, I mean, the acting is like shit terrible, but that's like part of the charm. Mm. I don't know about for these ones, but I don't know. I mean, that is a good question that like yeah. quite literally only time will tell, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but I think, I think the difference between those two things and Nightmare on Elm Street is Nightmare on Elm Street is very clearly a, you know, you give, you give this like, you know, third or fourth time director a million dollars for the first time and let him make whatever crazy thing he wants. Cause his weird yeah. fucking like underground, like hyper violent, weird movies somehow turn a profit and you give him a million dollars. And I think there's a lot of like passion and care that goes into these things. I personally have not seen the, the new Cinderella. I have heard it is abysmal. It's, and it's I mean, apocalyptic. that's that's clearly something that is thought up in a boardroom. Um, you know, that, that doesn't seem, that doesn't strike me as anything that has like a charming amount of heart in it. Cause you know, I mean, like we talk about like the evil dead, you know, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, it's like the evil dead is so fucking charming because it is, it is corny and 
everyone from Bruce Campbell to like the people playing the deadites themselves are overacting like not even you know they're, they're not even playing to the back of the house they're playing to the next theater you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're playing to the people like across the street in the other theater um but like the 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 passion and the like we are making something you know like the 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 we are put pouring everything we have into this is what makes this charming yeah um and I, I i don't think you have that with like say your your cinderellas um but i mean i do think i do think it's very possible but i think it would probably be less that and more of like a weird like kind of shitty indie movie that like netflix picked up you know yeah that, like just made its way on netflix and maybe in 20 years from now but yeah i don't think i don't think so I that's, do my, kind of, that's my opinion. I, I think you're probably right. I do kind of wonder always why Netflix isn't, I mean, because they've really cornered the market on low budget, uh, just pumping out a low budget rom-com once a quarter and then everybody watches. I mean, I think that's a really good business model because people want cheesy low budget rom-coms generally. That is a thing that people right, like to right. watch. And like, I do always kind of wonder like, why hasn't Netflix done that for horror? Like they could totally, you know, just... I mean, I guess because Blumhouse kind of already has that market, but like that was know. just what I was thinking. Because yeah, that's what I yeah. was thinking is I was thinking, you know, maybe a maybe a better um, comparison to make would be Blumhouse. But honestly, like sure. before you, before you even said Blumhouse, I'm I've pulled up Blumhouse's um, like filmography, like their 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 most of their releases, and like honestly, they are like you know, I mean, their whole thing is getting, you know. It is the kind. It's almost like the Craven thing of like, okay, like let's get some people who you know they they have a few films under their belt, but like kind of want to go crazy and like let's th- let them go crazy with, you know, yeah. one to one to five million dollars. Um, but I mean, like even even still, it's just it's just like such a different market, you know. Like most of these people, like you know, kind of came up um, and stuff, um, and like these these movies have like production behind them which is not to say that like nightmare on elm street obviously doesn't but no um, no man gets swallowed by a bed that takes a sustained effort and amount of planning to pull off yeah that was a that was a particular nightmare fuel for me as a kid Uh, it's that that is a him getting swallowed by the bed is pretty scary yeah it's it's a it's a terrifying one all right I'll, i'll i'll we'll leave this subject at this i will just say go subscribe to our patreon because in the next Patreon episode, I watched, I watched Cinderella, and I'm going to go see Dear Evan Hansen in like two days. I'm going so. to see Dear Evan Hansen later tonight. So, <laughs> We're gonna t- yeah. So, if you want to hear us talk about, God, that movie's going to be disastrous. I am so pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to see it this evening with my mom. Fantastic, fantastic. I love my mom, and she texted me and was like. I want to go see that movie and I, I I always tell her I love her to death and I I always tell her I was like mom I have like the AMC stubs like anytime you mm-hmm. want to go see a movie just like let me know and like I will gladly go see it with you even if it's something I don't want to see and uh, for the first <laughs> time in two years she took me up on it and this Aww. is the film we're going to see so I'm very excited to see my mother who I love very dearly um <laughs> that is great see my mom I found out that that movie was happening because my mom texted me in April the link to the trailer with the caption why does he look like that (laughs) 
<laughs> which I think is pretty a, a good summation of the public's reaction. Honestly, uh, a very astute question. A good, a good, <laughs> frankly, a good question that the director of the movie probably should have asked himself at some point. Uh, but back to Nightmare on Elm Street. Can we can we just briefly talk Depp? Can we just do a quick, another quick, a quick Depp, Depp chat? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I didn't know he was going to be in this. I was surprised when it, it, he gets the and introducing title card, which definitely led me yeah. to think yeah. that he was going to have a bigger role. Like it's we. I don't know. It's kind I mean, of odd. He has, to me that he, I mean, there's. I mean, there's Freddie and Heather, and I mean, he's pretty much the next biggest yeah. role other than i mean like maybe her mom but i mean yeah you know i mean heather's the protagonist and he's her boyfriend that is yeah and he does get swallowed by the bed which is a cool cool death but like i don't know because I, I i don't know maybe if you know anything else more about this because i googled it i was like like why is this is his first film and it, this is his first movie i believe and do you know who they tried to get to play that character? Mm, no, not off the top of my head. Charlie Sheen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, it was weird because literally I was like, oh, is this going to be... Well, because the thing I was thinking was like, okay, this is interesting that this is Johnny Depp's first movie, that he becomes such a teen starlet past this. Because he's really... It's weird to watch Johnny Depp in a movie and he's not doing, like, any of his Johnny Depp stuff. Like, he's not... Right, he doesn't right. have bags under his eyes. He's not acting weird. Like I mean, it's pre Burton. Yes, pre Burton. It's pre grape. It's pre like him being on the cover of fucking Teen Beat or whatever, like Tiger Beat, whatever the hell. Um, and so my thinking when I saw the introducing Johnny Depp, I was like, oh, is he going to be kind of like it? Was he a hot young thing? And they're like, oh, he's going to be literally the thing I thought of was like, is he going to be the Charlie Sheen in uh, Ferris Bueller? Of this movie where he's like, right, uh, you know, right, like a, spe- a, hot, a special hot boy who like solves some stuff. And he's really not. He is just kind of the like first or second male lead, depending on how you kind of look at it. Um, yeah. And then I looked it up. And it was like, yeah, they, they asked Charlie Sheen to do it. And I think I think it was like he requested six thousand dollars a week and they said no. <laughs> they said we can't do that. <laughs> so they pulled in a kid that like the line it was like what something weird it was like the line producer's cousin knows a kid who wants to get an acting and they brought him in and it was like well he looks like he hasn't slept in a week and his fingers are like cigarette stained and they said yeah yeah okay sure well yeah i mean yeah i mean i think he's i mean he's good in this i mean it was probably honestly it's probably the second movie i saw johnny depp in i think i saw pirates before i saw this but uh maybe only by like a year um yeah (laughs) but yeah um no yeah it it is um it is definitely weird to see him because i mean even like so this was 84 and i mean even by the time you know you get to cry baby which is in 90 he's already leaning into that like heart throbby you know, oh, you know what it is? It's 21 hmm. Jump Street. He, yeah. he does 21 Jump Street in, in 87. And that's when he gets the kind of like cool bad boy. Like, yeah. and I mean, yeah. And I mean, from there he does, you know, he does Cry Baby. And then the next thing he does is Edward Scissorhands where he gets in yeah. with. with Burton. Um, yeah. And so he's doing the, the, the weird, crazy, tortured artist thing for 
from from there on out. So yeah, I mean, he had a he had like a three year period before uh, before Jump Street happens. Have Have you ever seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I have. Yeah, it's been that it's been it's been a minute, but yes, I really I got to rewatch that movie because I haven't seen it since high school, and that movie is so weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I, I think I that's a wonder, I think that's an apt assessment. Yeah, and I wonder how I would react to it now, not in high school. Oh man, this this movie is good. I really like this movie. Good, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm very glad. Um, I mean, there's like a bazillion sequels if you ever want to do those. But no, yeah, we um, we, we could definitely do. It. You know what sequel I want to do? Can I can I just like call my shot? Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know, but like. I kind of want to. I kind of want to do Freddy versus Jason. I, I want to see it. Oof! I have not seen. <laughs> I have not seen Freddy versus Jason since I was like thirteen, and even when I was thirteen, I was like, "This blows." <laughs> yeah. No, that's why like, I want to do it. No, I know. I know. Um, yeah, I. Freddy versus Jason is not good but um it does crib from a lot of the lore it 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 is kind of uh a big part of it 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 ties into nightmare on elm street three the dream warriors this is i'm reading the wikipedia this is fucking insane (laughs) the line on the wikipedia page is that it is chronologically set after freddy's dead the final nightmare and jason goes to hell the final friday they both had their, they finished. They both had a final movie. And then they said, you know what? No, bring them back. We're going to make them fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh God, I can't even imagine how much like fucking money that made. What? Let's, let's find they, out. Why would they fight? Why would they fight? They both love killing children who have sex. That's their whole well, because they, if Jason kills all the children who are having sex, then there's none true. left for Freddy. So that's true. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, Freddy vs. Jason was a was a budget of thirty million dollars, and it made one hundred and sixteen million in nineteen uh, in or no in two thousand and three. You know so. what Freddy vs. Jason should have been? It should have been um, like fucking Amadeus. It should have been like <laughs> <laughs> like Jason's on the side watching Freddy be like this virtuoso. Yes, because because we already talked about it. Freddy brings a real artistry to his craft. He he is constantly innovating in the <laughs> in the field of child murder. And Jason's kind of just a basic motherfucker. Like he he's got the axe and he's got the hockey mask. And once he kind of does that, he's you know, that's the whole so, shtick. So so is so my knee-jerk reaction is that Freddie is the Mozart in all of this because he's so like theatrical, yes. but is it okay? Because I was wondering if it was that or maybe Freddie Freddie was stewing because nobody sees his artistry, whereas Jason And he's the Salieri. Maybe. Boy. Yeah, and Freddie is the Salieri. And nobody appreciates how artistic he <laughs> really is. Well, because Jason's well, because and that's the thing too, is that Jason's really prolific. Like he can he can off like six teenagers in a night. Freddy, right, you just walk into the girls' cabin and like start yeah. going going to town. I mean, Freddie's got to yeah. hop from dream to dream. It's got to like kind of kind of got to kind of set the stage. Got to write the. uh got to cut off write the hook. fingers a couple of times. Oh <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, so like with this movie, I do just like yeah. want to say it is. 
I'm glad to hear that you like it because it is one of those ones that like, I mean, and, and that's fine. I think this is just like a lot of being like a person who, you know, deeply loves movies is this is one of those movies that I can really never, um, I can never separate from that first time I watched it. Yeah. You know? And so it's one of those things where like, like I will, I will never be able to form a truly like objective opinion on this movie. Not that you know anybody can, because it's all subjective. No. But like you know what I mean. Like I can yeah. never just like step back and be like, let me think about this movie because I started watching it. it. I think I mentioned this in the first bit. It was on ABC Family, like during the day on like a <laughs> Saturday during like the thirteen nights of Halloween or whatever it was, and um. And that was the thing is like, I, I said that to my mom as I was like, I want to watch this. And she's like, she's like, no, like that's a fucking like rated R slasher movie. I'm like, well, yeah. it's on ABC family. And she's like, well, you, you know, it's probably edited for TV. So like, fine. And honestly, I'm sure it was, but I, I started watching it. I only caught the last, the back half of it. So like the scene right before, um, Glenn gets killed. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's like, I saw him fall asleep. I saw him get eaten by the bed and the blood just like Ugh. pouring out of the bed. That scared the shit out of me. Um, the, the, the mother's skeleton going down into the bed will always, um, that's a spooky one. Like that oh, yeah. one. And then, and then at the end, when the hand comes through, like the gotcha ending, you know, when the yeah. hand comes through and pulls them off, like literally like, like a complete nightmare fuel for me. I watch those things still to this day. I see those three kind of scares and that voice in the back of my head is yeah. just like, it's just like, yes, this is the scariest thing you will ever see in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, there's, yeah. just like, there's, there's two hairs on the back of my neck that stand up that just kind of like, like, you know, just that lizard brain, like, this is the most scary you will ever be, you know, so. Um, they, they definitely get, they pull a lot of, because you just mentioned it, it's the end of his, the band coming out and, and like pulling the mother's entire body into a tiny window, which is great. But they get a lot of juice out of the basic, like they do it like three times. And the third time is the Freddy hand of just like, isn't the most terrifying thing in the world a large man just coming up behind a small woman and grabbing her from the mouth, like, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> the answer is, is yes. The answer is yes, it is scary. And the, uh, the first time it's, a, okay, I don't know how ABC family, I get the violence, sure, that you can edit around. The first 15 minutes of this movie is just teenage boys being like, come on, why won't you suck my dick? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That is the thing where I'm like, how do you make that ABC family friendly? Yeah, I don't know. And again, I didn't I didn't catch the beginning, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you that. And honestly, I, I'm sure I was so young I wouldn't have even Yeah. Understood what was going on. But, <laughs> you wouldn't um, have understood the boy saying, Last night I got a heart on and it's got your name written all over it. <laughs> I, I, no, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean it's it's pretty bad, but um yeah, I'm 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 really glad you like this one. Um I do. Do you have any any other thoughts about Nightmare? Any I, lingering? I don't think so. I think I pretty much got it all out because yeah, it's an everyone's. It's a movie where it. Okay, I'll just yeah. I I'll mention it is it is a weird. It's not quite as bad as some other entrance in the genre. I would guess, but like it is definitely doing the morality play. The final girl is the virgin. You know trope that is a thing in this 
must needs be remarked. Um, but it's not that bad. I do okay. I'll say this too. Also, I and Nancy's a cool ass final girl. Like she's I she is enterprising. I like that she is, you know, thirty what more than yeah thirty some years before fucking the David Gordon Green Halloween. They're doing the what if the final girl just sets a bunch of fucking traps up for the monster thing, right? Right, which is cool. You know, and and I might say too. Uh, I might say too. It is um, eight years before Home Alone. There's so Home Alone really is just a remake of Friday the Thirteenth, or or geez Nightmare on Elm Street. I keep yeah. I also another thing just discussing this movie, just saying I'm watched. I keep wanting to say like Nightmare Before Christmas or like Friday the Elm Street. Like I Friday the Elm Street. You know, and another personal connection to this movie. I grew up on an Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. I Ohio, I, I, did, I did not know that. I did not know that, but I did know that. Like I mean. It is, it is a thing that like, you know, is, um, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, maybe not because you've been off Twitter for a while, but yeah. there was uh, one of the main characters of the day, um, like almost a year ago at this point, if not more. Um, but this, this lady who was a journalist was like, she put out a poll that was like, is Alien a horror movie? Yes or no? And it was like 96% yes to 4% no. And like somebody in the comments was like, why would Alien not be a horror movie? Like, what do you you mean? And her thing is like, well, horror, like, like by definition, like horror, like has to be like a fear of the other. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, it is fucking not. But like, that was a big thing that like, you know, a lot of like me, myself personally, when I was obviously dunking on this, like latched onto. Yeah. Actually, most latter 20th century, especially slasher films are about like the banality of evil around you. And it's the reason why Michael Myers in Halloween is like the most common name like literally the most common name yeah. for like five years leading up to that movie being released was Michael for, for boys. And like, it's why it's nightmare on Elm street because it is a top three most popular street name in the world. That's yeah. or in the country that isn't, you know, first, second, third, fourth, you know, that isn't a number. Um, it's like, it's like Elm, I think is in the top three most common streets. And, you know, I mean, you growing up on an Elm street is yeah, yeah. why this movie is called nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. And why it's not called, like, Nightmare on Chattanooga Lane. <laughs> and why it takes place in Ohio, which is, as we all know, the only state that exists. The only state that exists, yeah. Yeah. But, that yeah, is I so mean... stupid. Like, Alien is, can you not read, not you, but, you know, this poster, can, can they not read subtext? Like, right. it's a movie about, you know, otherizing, it is a literally, like, alienating the idea of, like, something trying to control a woman's body like what the fuck that's uh, it's stupid that's a silly yeah no it was a, a horrible take. take like yeah. i said it was like 96 percent. yes what the fuck are you talking about to four percent now four percent like i don't know but yeah it was a it was a very fun dunk um it was i mean it was one of the most it was one of the just like the most fun because she was a blue check and like she was you sure, know sure, sure. like you oh, know she, she was like writing for like a magazine and it's just like it's like how the fuck like like yeah. can i please get a staff job like writing for a magazine, a magazine? yeah like, i have better taste like, kind of than this like um but yes um yeah i mean that that yeah bizarre bizarre well 
I like this movie. Um, I'm glad we watched it. I do it. too. I do too. Um, Thank I'm you glad for that. Me. Yes, of course. And I mean, there's there's a lot more where this came from. Um, <laughs> we got more spooks and scares coming up next week. Yeah, I would say of the nightmare movies, I've definitely seen a majority of them. And um, honestly, most of them are pretty good. This one does see as much as I was saying, like, I'm worried that they'd kind of flanderize Freddie and nothingness. My other instinct is like, oh, well, this is kind of a a perfect formula in the way that maybe a Friday the 13th isn't because it's like, you, you know, how many horny teenagers can you kill at a lake house, you know, in a camp as compared right. to how many horny teenagers can you do weird dream shit too you know like you right. can kind of do that forever well right and like with you know and i mean there's been actually like a, a decent amount of like reclamation of jason x like a lot of people are doing revisionist jason x takes now which is fine that's the one where he yeah. goes to space um are you are you familiar I mean, with jason x he goes to, i do know like i know that it's what it's jason takes manhattan where he goes to New York, and then Jason Nexus, he goes to space. Yeah, I, I, I only like, know that about it. I know that he goes to space. Yeah, so the, the 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 basic premise is, like, everybody, like, they kept killing Jason. He kept coming back. They're just like, fuck, we got to do something about this. So they, like, they put him in a capsule, and they shoot his corpse out into space. Because, like, you know what? He can't fucking come back if he's out in space. And then he's, like, floating around for, like, 100 years or whatever. And then, like, you know, a, a like, a, like, a star ship you know, from like the space Navy or whatever is like wow. up there. And they're like, they're like, oh my gosh, like there's like, there's like this like piece of debris out there. Like it, looks like, a, like it looks like it's like a, like a, like a shuttle. It looks like, like it's, it's for somebody to be on. So they obviously bring it onside the ship being like, what is this? Like, is this like an escape pod? Does somebody need rescued? And then they wake him up and it's Jason. Um, wow. But in the, in the way, like, like a lot of people and Jason X is kind of like weirdly horrible and charming in its own way, but like, yeah in the way that it's like okay like we like our our premise is we have this like shitty teenager who drowned who keeps coming back and murdering people with a machete like you know like that is very easy to jump the shark with yeah when you have freddie whose whole thing is weird theatrical dream logic can do whatever like it it don't get me wrong there's a lot of bad shit in the sequels Mm -hmm. but it's like it's kind of interestingly bad that and it, and, and yeah. the thing about this is like the I, I think part of the brilliance of Nightmare on Elm Street and why it scared the living shit out of me as a kid is you can never prove that it's not real. Yeah, but yeah. Like, if it only takes place in your dreams, if you have a nightmare, that's exactly what the the characters are doing. So like, you can't prove that like Freddy is not real and is actually invading yeah. your dreams. Like I, I, if it were true, I would be dead by now. But yeah. like you know, but if, that's. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So in the same way that like, you know, that that dream logic uh, like works in in that way, it is kind of that thing of like, okay, this movie is really bad, but like, it's kind of interesting that like weird, yeah. horrible, like shit, like the zany shit that they do. Yeah. Um, it kind of just like plays into what's cool about it in the first place. But anyway. They should do a movie where Cobb from inception fights freddy i you know that was like a that was like a big joke a few years after inception came out and i was like yes yes that I would, would be I would. look yeah. <laughs> look freddy versus if, Cobb. If, 
if we're gonna live in the horrible like postmodernist dystopia where Disney owns everything and no IP ever dies like just come on let's let's do some weird shit let's let's like really get into it yeah no I mean I'm all for that shit like that that would be that would be insane and um Hell yeah yeah so um I think that's how we got on Nightmare on Elm Street absolutely so um Producer Corey, would you would you mind telling all of the the good good people where they can find us on the interwebs? Absolutely. Um, can I just ask one thing? You guys might have talked about this, and I'll cut it out if so. Uh, Wes Craven has directed so many movies. I was telling Caroline Carson, I just mm-hmm. watched all the Scream movies for the first time. Yes, yes. And the concept. I just looked it up. He died in 2015, but the concept of that man's age blows my mind just because he, he's made yeah. so many fucking movies yeah no and we actually we actually did not talk about that so that's that's good to bring up it's like craven it's and carp and john carpenter are both like aged dudes yeah i yeah. wish i wish carpenter was still making movies i would love he, to see he should they should i mean look it's the most obvious i mean he's too curmudgeonly at this point to do it but like and I've heard... should, yeah oh go ahead go ahead well he's he he is produce if i'm not incorrect and it's probably the thing that it's excites me the most about it but he is producing halloween kills right yeah i've heard he's had a decent a decent role in this new trilogy okay Okay. i have heard that he's like talked a lot with like david gordon green he signed off on a lot of like what they're doing um and he he did the score for for the last one like he scored it oh wow yeah, which is very cool. So Blumhouse should back the dump truck of money up to his house and and <laughs> say, just do whatever you want. I think this is what I want. Like Carpenter has complained his whole life that nobody's ever given him the budget he's wanted. Yes. Um, and I mean, like the man hasn't made a movie in 20 years. So he's yes. very much he's very much signaled to many people that he doesn't care yeah, anymore. He's, he's, he's However, what I want them to do is I want Blumhouse to take two dunk trucks full of money, <laughs> one with like not a lot of money, one with the normal carpenter budget. Yeah. Just like, just like, hey John, like here's $15 million. If you make a movie, if you if you finish a movie with this, see that next dump truck right there that's got yeah. $75 million <laughs> in it. Like that's yours. Like like 18 months from now, that truck is yours. Because like I I would love to see another like Carpenter Carpenter movie. And yeah. also like the guy's given us so much. Like give him his fucking give him $70 million to make a movie. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I don't even care if it's bad or good. I just want to like let him do what I just want him to be wants. happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing that John Carpenter can't achieve, true happiness. I mean, and it's like all of these old dudes, like uh, Corey and yeah. I went to see The Card Counter the other day, um, and Paul Schrader wrote and directed that, yeah. and I was looking at his IMDb, and he's got like five upcoming scripts in production. Yeah. What? The Is man wrote Taxi good? Driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, uh, okay. it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, like first seen, but I gotta watch it again. I have not seen First Reform. I, I watched it under bat. I watched it like I, I'm pretty sure I was like I came home from like a bar and I was like kind of drunk and I I watched like the first three quarters and then the rest the next day. Like I need to watch it again, but I remember liking it. It was, you know, it's not the best situation to watch a movie like that under. 
Yeah. But, um, Corey, anyway, uh, yes. yes, no, I mean, back to what you were saying. I mean, Scream, Carson, I don't think you've ever seen any of the Scream movies. Have I you? saw the first one. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's good. None of know. the, none of the, none of the sequels though. <laughs> I just watched all four. Wild. Wait, does that include, cause there's three and then there's like the remake. That's all about the idea of remakes, right? That's four. There's the, that's four. Yeah, I think. that's the fourth one. Okay. And then weird. The, the the fifth Scream movie, which I believe is just called Scream, is coming out next year, right? Yes. Wait, they're yes. doing it? What? Okay. Yeah. And, right. and it's the, the first one that Craven did not direct. Yeah. It's got... Wait, he did Campbell all of them? Also? Yes, yeah, he directed he all, all of them. Oh, my God. I figured he just, like, did the first... Okay, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Weird. Yeah, the man's a machine. Um, yeah, we, we love Wes Craven, and... Um, no yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to find some some more Cravens, maybe to do on the Patreon, because quite yeah. frankly, I I don't really feel comfortable doing like the last house on the left. Yeah, it would on, be a on weird, the main feed or be a weird um, one. and like really the only other one is the hills have eyes, and I don't really like the hills have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, enough right. jabbering. Give them the info, Corey. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also really helps out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Pod. A very special thank you to our patrons, Caitlin Matthews, Stephen Woosley, and Nihar Fadke. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. Like I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash pod. Hell yeah. And uh, oh, hell yeah, yeah. If, you, if you do become a patron of the show, um, just know that we really appreciate it. And um, we've got a lot of really fun stuff coming up. Um, yes, we do. Like the remainder of this year, we've got a lot of fun stuff on Patreon. So we hope to see you guys over there. For sure. And then, oh God, so it's October. So we are doing another one of my movies next week. <laughs> and, um, oh shit, if this is the one I think it is, I am very excited for this, Carson. Yeah. I believe next week we are doing the 1999 film starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss, The Mummy. Yes, yes and we are. We are doing The yes, Mummy. Yes, and we are. Another, another all-timer like i saw this movie when i was six years old and um i'm not gonna say this movie turned me gay but like <laughs> I, I am not gonna say that it didn't we can who, who can tell who can say <laughs> all right well um with that i think that's all we got we got on night around elm street so we will see you guys next week when we talk the mummy see you next time bye